Hello and welcome to the Lifelong Learning Podcast, a place where I, your host, Joshua Gallinato, interviews interesting individuals that excel in their chosen fields. I love learning new things, hence the podcast name, Lifelong Learning. I like to have conversations with each guest, talk about how they got to where they are, and figure out tools and habits that have helped them in their journey. Hopefully, you'll learn something new in the process. Today's guest is Eric Hamrett. Eric is a self-proclaimed learner of skills and the creator of the 100-hour challenge. He's traveled the world in picking up new skills from learning salsa dancing in Colombia to Thai massage in Thailand. He's been all over the world. Currently, he's dedicated his time to learning yoga whilst being out in Bali. So what is the 100-hour challenge? Basically, Eric dedicates a minimum of 100 hours of focused learning in his chosen skill. Currently, Eric has dedicated 100 hours to each of the following skills. Thai massage, ultimate frisbee, chess, salsa dancing, and kizomba. In today's podcast, we go into further detail about the 100-hour challenge, how he focuses on each skill and other interesting topics on skill learning. If you want to find more work from Eric, you can head over onto his website at the100hourchallenge.com. That's 100-100-the-100-hour-challenge.com. Don't forget, you can find all of today's show notes and links over on my site, galleyway.blog forward slash podcast. That's Galliway, G-A-L-I-W-A-Y. All right, here is my interview with Eric, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Uh, thank you. I'm doing very well. How are you? Uh, I'm very well. Thank you very much. I'm actually looking really forward to our conversation. Um, like I said uh, moments before I hit record, I have been an admirer of your work for some time now. I remember it was Danny Forrest who um, made me aware of your work. And when I came across the 100-hour challenge, which I'll, we'll talk about uh, very soon, um, I was just... I. I was just an admirer of the way you think, and uh, I just loved reading your work. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we begin, Eric, can I uh, confirm your last name? Is it Eric Hamra? Yeah, Ham- Hamra. Hamra. And yeah. you actually originate, you're from Denmark, am I right in saying? You're, you're from somewhere in Scandinavia. Almost. Uh, Norway. Norway, that's it. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Um, so I remember I the way I came ac- uh, came across Danny Forrest was uh, he was learning some skills, and I was learning Swedish at the time. And I shared with him a video of me learning Swedish and talking Swedish to my partner. And uh, you commented that you actually can, because you're from Norway, you can actually understand Swedish. Am I correct in saying? Yeah, that's how I first uh, saw you as well. I saw your video after you did your Swedish project and I was very uh, impressed. It was, uh... Uh, you know what? <clears throat> To this day, I um, I have not watched that video back again, just because <laughs> I I cringe whenever I hear myself. And I, the better I am uh, now, the, more, the longer I leave it, the more I don't want to watch back. Yeah. Well, you can make a new, another one. See the. Yeah, true. I yeah. should I should probably do that. So let's talk about your work, Eric. So basically, when I came across you, um, I came across your article about the 100-hour challenge, which I love, uh, loved. And um, the first one I saw, the first article I read uh, was your 100-hour one, one, uh, challenge of Ultimate Frisbee. 
Um, do you want, can you explain a little about um, Ultimate Frisbee and how you came across it and how you decided to spend 100 hours um, on practicing it? So, yeah, so um, I, I came up with the concept before the Ultimate Frisbee, but um, Ultimate Frisbee was one of the skills which I wanted to uh, improve for 100 hours. So basically, do you want me to talk about Ultimate or the challenge first? <laughs> let's, let's start off with the 100-hour challenge first. I want to, I'm keen to know your thoughts about it and how you actually um, conceived the idea. Yeah. So I've been, uh, I've been studying how we learn skills for uh, the last five, six years. So basically, I've been uh, traveling the world, uh, reading all the research on it, uh, writing about it, and also learning a bunch of skills. But I wanted to make it um, a bit more organized. So I started uh, the 100-hour challenge to see how much you can improve in 100 hours in a skill if you put in 100 hours of quality practice. That's the and uh, and what's your definition of quality practice? So I would say you have to be you have to be focused and like um, challenge yourself on improving uh, some specific thing. And um, yeah, mainly the, if you have those two things, I would already call it uh, quality. Cool. Yeah. And in terms of, uh, so obviously you're not going to do 100 hours uh, straight um, straight through. Do you break this up daily? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? How do you um, how do you break up your learning time? Yeah. So it's hard to do uh, too many hours per day in uh, each skill. So a normal schedule could be uh, like say two hours a day uh, in a skill. But it, it depends a little bit on the scale as well. Some skills you can do more hours per day. Like if it's uh, physical, you might only be able to do, say, two hours. Whether it's uh, if it's chess or language, maybe you can do four hours and still be very and, focused. <clears throat> and do you break up that? that those four hours so the way I learn I like to use the Pomodoro technique where I spend about 25 minutes and then take a break and then repeat do you do those four hours uh, straight or is there like a a, a a schedule to your learning yeah you definitely want to take breaks in between uh, I often do one hour sessions or like 50 55 minutes and then take five to ten minutes um but yeah maybe and then maybe you can do a, a short break and then do another hour and then you might want to divide the last two hours until later in the day to be able to be focused all right so uh let's walk it through with the ultimate frisbee as a case study so you decided to do 100 hours and i'm correct in saying you've done way more than 100 hours now but for those first 100 hours how did you break down the ultimate frisbee skill so yeah you can um so the first thing you want to do when you're learning a skill is to think about what's the most important parts to be successful in that skill and say in ultimate frisbee, that's uh, throwing and uh, receiving. Throwing and receiving is the most basic. So the way I did, like I focused a lot just on uh, 
throwing like um i went with a with a friend and we drove through for like an hour sometimes one and a half hours and that's uh that was the normal session there you're pretty you get quite tired after that so that that's a skill that took a bit longer as you couldn't practice too many hours per day <clears throat> And how did you actually keep track of all these skills? Because um, one of the issues for me, um, well, for Swedish, I find it easy to, to track Swedish because I'm in front of a computer or I'm reading and I can just put a, a timer on. Um, and recently I came across an app called Toggle and mm-hmm. I've been using that to track to track uh, my time. But how do you do something that's physical, that, that requires you to be out and moving around? How do you write down your learning time um, and keep track of it all? Yeah, I just have my own system. Uh, it's mainly just a box with 100 squares, and I aim to get 100 crosses, which would be 100 hours. Um, and then I, um, yeah, I count. It's not on the, on the second or on the minute, but it's uh, approximate to one hour. So if I do one hour and five minutes, or it, I will cross one hour. So. I see. So you're, it's not... Um... It's not like you do one hour, 10 minutes, and then you add those 10 minutes. You just kind of round off to the hour, basically. Uh, I, could do, I could do one hour and 15 minutes if I wanted. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. And so you've been uh, applying this mentality for quite a number of different skill sets now. Um, on my list, I have Thai massage, ultimate frisbee, chess, which is an interesting one, salsa dancing. I don't know what kizomba is. Yeah, Can you explain a- what kizomba is? So that's another another dance, like social dance, but its origin Lovely. origins is in uh, Angola. Okay. But it's uh, yeah, it's a very popular dance now. Like salsa dancing, bachata, and kizomba are the three most popular. And so, how do you decide on what your next uh, chosen skill is, and how do you know when to move on from the next one? So you want, uh, if you want to put a hundred hours of practice into something, you probably want to pick something you you like and really want to learn. As uh, yeah, it's like a considerable time investment. So I mainly pick things I really want to learn. And I have usually tried them out before committing to 100 hours. So I'll do like a shorter I see. 10 or 20 hours before choosing to go with it. Yeah, that's what you were saying in your 100-hour challenge. Um, you were referring to, to Danny Forrest and how he learns three new skills at a time. Um, I like the idea of being um, exposed to the skill just to have just to peak interest to see if it's something you want. And then uh, when you're committed, if you want to commit, you go all the way in. That's 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 a, a good mentality to have. Have you ever committed to your 100 hour challenge and decided that uh, maybe like in 50 hours in, you were like, you know what, this is not for me? I, s- I started a couple which I haven't finished. One was uh, filmmaking. I still want to do it. I just uh, didn't find the time. And uh, I also started another one, uh, asking better questions, which have been like progressing slowly. Um, nice. I still, I still want to finish it, but it's, it's like 30 hours in, I think. 
And so do you, um, do you go back and forth with skill learning or do you just spend one day committed to one skill and then um, another day to commit it to one? Or do you just dedicate like those first hundred hours to nothing but let's say Thai massage or ultimate Frisbee? Uh, it depends a little bit again. Thai massage was very focused because there we went to classes. So that was like six hours per day in class. Uh, five five uh, days a week but most skills are more i might be improving say two skill at skills at a time so like one skill in the morning and one skill later in the day instead of uh, having too many hours in one skill it can make you tired if you're yeah i totally agree i um so as you know i've been learning swedish for a while and I wanted to learn another skill. I wanted to do piano. Or I wanted to, my, my, I really want to learn programming. Um, but I told myself that I just need to commit to Swedish right now because I can see myself getting uh, caught up with the other skills and that my Swedish uh, will take a hit uh, from it. So uh, in the end, I just fully committed to Swedish until I, until I'm confident in it and I'm, I'm not in a place where I feel like I'm fully confident yet. So I'm just going to stick, um, stick with, uh, with the one skill for now. But every time I talk to other people, I always ask that question, how, how do you know when to move on or can you learn multiple skills at once? And a lot of people have different answers. It's just, it's interesting to hear. Yeah. I think from my experience, it's, it's the most effective to have uh, say one to two skills at a time. If you have even even just three or four, you already that's already too much, I think, to get to maximize your learning in those first two skills. I totally agree. So let's talk about you and traveling. So um, on your Twitter, you call yourself a nomad and you traveled to over 80 countries, um, which is amazing. Um, are you do you travel because you are seeking a better learning experience with all the skills that you're learning um, or is it just a, a different uh, ethos to it uh, sometimes it is sometimes it's uh, it's relevant for the skill I want to learn like it's easier to yeah Thai massage is perfect in Thailand dancing maybe you want to go to Colombia you want to speak Spanish you want to go to a Spanish-speaking country uh, so yeah, it has been partly because of that, but I think the number one reason is just, I just love to explore new places and see how, how you become like a bit of a different person in each place. I totally agree. Uh, before I moved to Sweden, I, I, I born and raised in London, England, and, um, I, for, for the majority of my life, I thought I was going to be. I live and die in London just because I love the city so much until I uh, met my partner and I moved to Sweden. I realized that there's so much out there in this world that um, has to offer. And I think, um, I think moving and, and just allows you to grow and become a different person and just uh, works your brain. So I re really admire your, your mentality with that. And so you, I remember reading your bio saying that you started off being a skilled poker player. Is that where it all began? Uh, yeah, a little bit. That's where I got interest in skill learning. So I, I got interested in like how you can 
achieve high performance in something, especially like uh, like improving really small details of a skill. So yeah. Sure. <laughs> and was this uh, this was way before the one hundred hour challenge? Am I correct in saying so? You were just uh, approaching poker playing um, uh, in a different manner. Yeah, it was about ten years ago. So I, I didn't okay. have any, I, I didn't have any like hundred hour challenge then. I just enjoyed reading up about everything around it and how you could improve. <laughs> and so in terms of learning, so you said you've been reading a lot about learning skills in general. What, what have you found out in your research and in your own experiences that um, allows you to become a good learner of skills? So yeah, there's a really long list of things you can do, but um, I think the most critical is your ability to to really focus when you're learning. So like um, whatever someone is teaching you or telling you or whatever uh, you like the technique you're trying to perfect. What is your goal? Are you aiming at a certain point? trying to get a certain angle. Um, so yeah, look, you, your, your ability to pay attention. And that all re- uh, depends on what you do in the rest of your life. So what did you do in the hour before the practice? Did you, did you maybe rest and like, eat and hydrate? Or were you uh, working hard on another project? Like... Those two uh, scenarios, one person would be really ready to do a practice, whereas the other one would probably be too tired to to be uh, to be very focused. So what you're saying is you need to be able to structure your day properly to allow you to have the right amount of focus for when you have that learning time. Yeah, you need to plan not only the practice, but what you're doing uh, before the practice so that you can arrive in a in a good state very interesting i know that danny forrest likes to learn his skills in the morning because he's in a good state a creative state he says what time of day do you like to uh plan your learning times yeah uh i often use the morning as well but it, it depends on the skill but uh probably sometimes before breakfast sometimes just after a coffee or uh, and then uh, and then uh, i will have a session later like after after in the afternoon or in the evening so if you want to do if you want to do um, two or three sessions of 2 hours i would spread them out as much as possible i see okay so in your case right now you're currently in ba- in bali um, what skill are you working on right now? So this year I'm doing like even like longer skill. So it's a yoga skill and I'm doing it every day, an average of one hour per day for a year. Um, and okay, so can you... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, can you walk us through what your typical day is, uh, a structure of your day in terms of learning yoga whilst you're out in Bali? So when you're in Bali, it's very easy to learn yoga. It's basically yoga classes most hours of the day. So um, that's part of my 
part of my plan is to be in a place where it's easy to learn. So I have, uh, I'm living really nearby the studio. I have like a five minute walk to the yoga studio. So mainly I just have to show up and be, be rested and ready. Nice. And so do you do two sets of uh, classes a day or is it just one in the morning? I will mainly do the one, but uh, sometimes I will do two. Okay. Yeah. So how's your flexibility right now? It's still, I'm still, still basic, but it's, it has improved a lot. So I'm not the worst anymore, but uh, I think I start, started out as one of the worst when it comes to flexibility. So, um, so for a long time, I used to be one of the, one of those guys who would go to the gym and just lift weights. And then I realized why the hell am I lifting weights? It's not going to, I mean, in terms of longevity, it's not going to really do anything for me and I'm not doing it for aesthetic reasons. And I realized that flexibility and mobility, um, it was far more important for your longevity in life. And so I've given myself a goal of this year to, to try and achieve the splits and my goodness, I, I've been at the, I've been lifting weights and doing doing the gym for a while now. And I would tell friends that if you want to see me in pain, watch me stretch because that yeah. is just as intense. Yeah, it can be pretty intense, uh, but it's it's so useful. It's so useful for any other like physical activity you want to do. I think it's a great. I totally agree. Uh, I totally agree. So are you, um, in terms of yoga movements, have you given yourself a goal for like, you want to be like, have a crow, a pose or like a handstand? Is there something that you're actually trying to achieve or is it a certificate that you want at the end of it? I usually don't set so specific goals because my my goal is like on the process. So just like having quality the whole time and then I will see where I end up but I have uh, like in in my mind I have I have some uh, like uh, the hand balances look really fun and I I've started doing some of those so maybe do like a few more advanced uh hand balances and then yeah handstands but uh, I focus mainly on like doing the basics really really well and if you do that, I think that's what's going to help you improve the fastest. I like what you were saying there about just enjoying the process by having good quality moments. And I realized in my learning journey, it's taken me a while that I need to enjoy the process rather than be focused too much on the goal. Because um, at times I would find myself at times I would look at, I would look at my progress and be, let's say, let's talk about Swedish. So my Swedish is pretty good. It's not the best. Uh, my partner always um, constantly reminds me that my Swedish is really good. And I keep on replying to her saying, no, it's not good enough. I need to be better by the amount of hours I've spent already. I should be, um, should be fluent. And I realized that like what you were saying, the process is far important. When did you realize that? Um, I don't know if there's a specific time point, but I, I really love learning. Like, I think I've been enjoying like going to practice my whole life, whether it usually was football when I was growing up. I just enjoyed like the challenge of, uh, practicing something and like trying to 
score a goal or make passes. I, I could do that for, for hours and not be bored. Yeah, totally agree. I want to go back to what you were saying about uh, learning a skill requires extreme focus, uh, which I totally agree with. Do you have any techniques or uh, tips on how to achieve focus or what do you do uh, to allow yourself to be focused when you learn? I think the the main the main thing I do is what I what I told before is to be uh, in the right mindset when you start to practice. It's like uh yeah, being rested. Like the hour before you start to practice is really important. Uh and I think think you you just I don't I don't think too much about it anymore. I think I just do it almost unconsciously. But you will notice if you say you normally do it and then you forget to do it once. I remember like some dance classes where I showed up and I had like been writing some difficult article like in the two, three hours before the class. And I was so tired when I arrived in class, I wasn't able to, to like remember any of the turns from the day before. I was uh, struggling to learn anything new. Uh, I lost the rhythm. So yeah, and that was like from something completely different from dancing, but it like ruined my focus when I came to the class. And when you have moments like that, do you do you get frustrated with yourself? Do you do you blame yourself or is it again just enjoying the process? Uh yeah, if if you have those uh those practices, is they're pretty frustrating. Because you're like you're committing so much time into that project, and you're not uh, not improving at all. So I think, but you should. Uh, it's good to just realize that the reason for why you're not learning that day is because of what you did uh, before practice, and then you can improve it for next time. Sure. Are there any books or any articles that you recommend um, about le- learning in general? Uh, I really recommend the book uh, by Josh Waitzkin, The Art of Learning. It's one of my favorites. Uh, he just, uh, yeah. on the process of uh, reaching a high level in uh, several skills. Yeah. Um... I actually just listened to uh, the podcast with him and Tim Ferriss and how he talks about how he has gone all in in surfing or something something along those lines. Yeah, paddleboard. Uh, paddleboard, very, I think. Yeah, th- that's it. Yeah, very interesting. Very interesting mind. Um, cool. That's a, uh, that's, a, that's a book that's always been on my reading list, which I've, I keep nudging down because I want to read other things. Um, but I will nudge that back up since you have recommended it. And I wanted to ask you a question in terms of all of the skills that you've learned, which has been the most fulfilling? Um, I really like physical skills. I think uh, just like being in, being in activity is, uh, makes you feel better in general. So uh, yoga, ultimate frisbee, all the dancing skills have been fun. Um, I think Thai massage was also very rewarding, like both giving a massage and receiving a massage. 
is like it's something that feels really good so i think uh it's like uh yeah you're giving you're giving something the skill you have learned is useful for someone else very interesting so what were your thoughts with learning chess because chess has always been something i've wanted to pick up but i just don't know if i could commit and put all that time in um your article on it was very interesting and seeing that graph of you just progressed within those 100 hours was very inspirational is it something you still keep up yeah i play i play for fun sometimes but uh yeah chess is like i think you should be really interested if you want to start to try to become very good at chess, because there's a lot of people who practice a lot in chess. It's easy to practice. So even like putting in a hundred hours is not going to make you that impressive in such skill. Sure. Sure. I remember you saying that, um, being like learning, learning a skill is, is relatively easy, but it's about uh, if you want to be really good and master it, it takes a long time. So you can spend a few hours to learn the skill and impress a few friends, but the people who are actually doing the skill, they're not impressed. That yeah. was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. You can improve. You can impress people who don't know much about the skill. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and that's how that's how I kind of feel about Swedish right now. I feel like. If I were to talk about Swedish amongst my peers, they'll be really impressed that I learned another language in a short amount of time. But in my mind, I still not anywhere near where I want to be with the peop- uh, in terms of the people who I converse with and people I admire. But it's also a sign when you reach that level, like when you start knowing that you don't know that much, that's a sign that you've reached a pretty high level. Like some people get really confident uh, very fast and think they know everything after a couple of weeks of dancing or whatever. And But when you reach a higher level, you start to surround yourself with people of a higher level and you you start realizing more and more all the things you don't know. So actually it's a sign that you've reached a certain level at least. Oh, I'm, uh, that's good to hear because I, I've always told myself the more I read, the more I learn, the, 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 the less I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's good. That's comforting. Um, so Eric, before we go, I just wanted to ask you one last question in terms of your learning, are there any tools that you use or anything that you find that you need to have on you, um, all the time when you're learning or just something that makes everything more streamlined? Um, I can't tell you. What, what, what do you mean? Well, so for me, when I, when I learn a new, uh, when I'm learning a skill, so, uh, in, from inspiration from you, I've started tracking my time. And so I need to make sure that I have the app toggle on, on me so that I can track it. And then by the end of the week, I can just review how much time I've spent on it. And so then I can, I can, uh, be, uh, honest with myself and say, look, I didn't spend enough time on this. And how did I do? I, I would just review it. Um, so I would find like an app like that, um, or like, uh, or like the Pomodoro app or something similar, which will keep track of my time. For me, it's time that, uh, tracking time is a, a tool that really helps me learn a new skill. Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't have anything that limits me. And I think, uh, 
most people shouldn't have that. But it's if if that's something that helps you, like whatever can help you, um, like start your practice or I think anything can be good. So if that's an app or I think it's possible to do it without any any of those things. But if that makes it easier, yeah, go for it. Okay, that's cool. Um, Excuse me. Before you go, I'd like to ask, uh, after, after yoga, I'm interested, what other skills do you have on the horizon? Oh, uh, I'm trying to not start too many new skills at the moment, but um, I'm constantly doing the ultimate skill. So um, I'm also doing that here in Bali. And I'm improving my writing. So I'm trying to write a lot of articles now and just uh, improve the quality of those. The next skill, which I've started, actually, the next skill I want to finish is cooking. That was one, another one of those oh skills that uh, I uh, yeah. has, has been progressive, progressing quite slowly. That was, that was the, I remember when we were in conversations with each other a couple of years ago, um, or oh, excuse me, maybe 18 months ago, I remember we were talking about you trying to do fine dining, um, gourmet level type um, sauces and, and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember. And then you were saying that it could get a bit too expensive um, practicing that skill. Yeah, I focused uh, for, for a short while. I, I was focusing just on making sauces and that became very expensive. Um, yeah. So I think it's better to go up a step down and focus on cooking in general. And then maybe, maybe picking um, like Italian food or vegetables or but not just sauce. That was too specific, unless you sure. have, have a lot of money. And it was <laughs> and it, it 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 was very fast to make a sauce. So you would make it in like five minutes, and then yeah, so you count five minutes on your on your one hundred hours. So you have to make a lot of sauces. <laughs> yeah, good point. Do you uh, can you actually remember the sauces? Um, yeah, I can remember. Uh, I probably need to look up some of them. Those, those are a lot sure. of different ones, but I sure. remember, I remember some. Um, I know that I said that that was my last question, but just one more question popped up. Um, in terms of your skill learning, and you know, when you move on to another one, and you let's say chess, um, you said that you play it every now and then, and do you find that there's a a drop off and that you you kind of decline from that skill and are you happy with that are you okay to walk away with that skill knowing that you might forget it eventually yeah sometimes there can be a small drop off but uh like with chess that was actually like an in interesting thing uh, i did the 100 hours and then i didn't play for two three months and then when i went back and played a bit again my 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 rank my rating improved so I feel there was like oh, wow. a delayed, delayed effect. Like I was learning so much uh, when I was like studying, but that but I didn't put it all into practice, and that came a bit later, like when my brain had processed everything. But yeah, most Very... usually there's probably a drop off. And you're okay with that. You're okay with knowing that you spent all those hours on it, but you're going to move on to something else now. Uh, I'm okay with it, and but if you start to relearn that skill again, you will actually learn the things you missed 
you'll you'll get it back pretty fast if you learned it well in the first place. And um, that's the saying. Yeah, that's the main point. Yeah, you can get it back very fast. Very interesting. Well, Eric, I have honestly I've enjoyed this conversation with you, and I wish that we were sitting face to face and just uh, had the ability to talk to you about learning skills for hours because. Um, just i i feel that we share the same energy and the same um same ideas with learning and in general um also i would like to practice my hammer throws with you and uh, and uh, and try and get good at ultimate frisbee because i've 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 played a bit of it uh with a friend of mine in america he introduced me to it it was very fun nice nice yeah it's been a pleasure to be with you like really interesting yeah. conversation Thank you very much, Eric. Honestly, let's keep in touch and let's make sure that um, one day we will get to see each other face to face. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Don't forget, you can find all of today's show notes and useful links at galleyway.blog forward slash podcast. That's galleyway, G-A-L-I-W-A-Y dot blog forward slash podcast. Thanks again. And I hope to see you on the next one.